0: Good evening gentlemen nice to have all of you here Marty it's great to have you back I knew that um, I knew that we was we, I knew we were gonna start seeing you more and more and uh and I wasn't sure uh, exactly how soon you were gonna be in here but we do have a few special guests joining us this, this evening and he literally just popped in here GP how you doing oh fantastic how are you How's everybody fa- actually I'm doing great we're, we got a whole we got a full lineup tonight and you just might nope. have the answers we're looking for, but we're going to get there. We're going to get to you in just a second. Bruce, how are you this evening? Healthy and alive. Doing well. Fantastic. And we have Tavish, of course, from uh, the great city of Boston, which is, I mean, we, we kind of, we started it there, didn't we? It all started in Boston. And it just it's just so fitting we have a Boston resident. We have an Englishman in here to, uh, tonight as well. I mean, you have, well, centuries of, of partnership and culmination have brought us right to this point. And, and we're happy to have all of you. Tavish, how are you?
1: Not bad, You're yourself.
0: <laughs> doing great, thanks. Uh, so we got a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, it's, it's too bad, Tavish. We have to. We're gonna have to get you in on this uh, this video call that we're uh, we're doing over here because it's this is where we have all the fun. But yeah, we got a lot to discuss tonight. We were gonna have another guest on, but due to some technical difficulties, that wasn't able to happen. But nonetheless, we still have a big lineup tonight. But I want to start with Los Angeles, GP. Two hours ago. Two hours ago, I just heard about this. Two hours ago. Your mayor, Garcetti, has ordered everything in the city to shut down and all residents are to go back home and stay there until further notice. What in God's name is going on?
2: I don't know. I've been locked up inside. I'm not allowed to know. <laughs> You're not allowed to. You are an essential worker, GP. You've got a pass. <laughs> yes, I have a pass. Does not mean I get to go out. No, they uh, they they've just got us locked in. Um a lot of people are, I don't know, just kind of ignoring it because they they actually work or they do things outside of L.A. So it's just it's just a residential thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where he's going with this. I think it's to see how much control you could possibly have over a
0: given city. Yeah, I, I really think that's about it. I mean... It's uh, it's a test. I, I don't if you know can get else. L.A. to do it, then you can get anywhere to do it. More or less. Uh, Tavis, you've got some family out there. Have you uh, Have you talked to them? You've been in contact with them?
1: Yes. Um, we have a sister out there. Um, her stores are closed. Um, they have limited hours during the day, but with this new lockdown, I believe she was saying she has to shut down and basically every all the employees go home. They're not allowed to be open. I didn't get too many details because she was on her way to the work site. But uh, as far as I know, she said pretty much everything has to be shut down. So if I'm correct, GP, that includes churches, restaurants, bars. um, What about grocery stores? Things like that. Doctor's offices.
2: Anything that's taxable well? that goes – well, anything that's taxable that can go directly to the politicians are going to stay open. <laughs> that's what, actually okay. what I'm seeing. That's what I'm actually seeing. So uh, fin- as in I just got back. Financially essential, you mean? E- e- financially essential, yes. If, they, if, they, if there's an incentive for them to profit, that'll stay open.
1: Now have they instituted curfews
2: out there? Oh, yeah, we have curfews big time. We have we have a 10, 10 p.m. curfew because the so coronavirus – only operates after hours,
0: after 10 p.m. So, yeah, yeah we, we learned it's terrible. we learned that the uh, that the coronavirus only comes out at exactly 10 p.m. and it only stays out until 5 mm. a.m. If you're, at, I mean, if you're out at 9:58, you're fine. You're fine. You, you're not at risk. But as soon as Mm-mm. as soon as that clock hits
3: 10, then uh, then you're at risk. That we did learn, yes. Mm-hmm. And of course, it, it cannot transmit itself if you have a large plate of food in front of you. That's correct. Um, no. And if you, well, have you have to, to be sitting down. You have to be sitting down. You have to be sitting down and have a substantial meal is, is is the rules. And then you can take your mask off. You have to walk in to the establishment with a mask on, go to your table, sit down, and then you are allowed to take your mask off. Mm-hmm. But, of course, if you do not have a substantial meal and only have a bar snack, the virus can be transmitted at that point. Well,
2: now, you can prevent that by one using one of these high-tech... Uh, nose and mouth covers that I have here. As long as it covers the nose and mouth, you're fine. Because that will be ample protection.
0: GP, that looks like that, a, a half a sheet of a tissue look- is what that looks like.
2: It is actually half a sheet of a toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tissue paper. <laughs> he's, he's
1: just showing saying, like, as I'm long
2: lying. as it covers my nose and mouth, I, I understand that it will protect me and protect others. Irregardless of the material it's made from. Did yeah. you just when, say when "irregardless"? You're
0: do we do we have Joe yeah. Biden in here? Is is President-elect Joe Biden? <laughs> irregardless, I've got to stop they, watching him. They, they added. <laughs> they actually Seriously. added it. They actually added it to the dictionary. Irregardless, they added the word because it's so often used <laughs> that they just added it.
2: I've been watching him and trying to translate many of his uh, speeches into, you know, common English. And, uh, yeah, I just keep getting stuck on oh, though. As soon as he starts with the, I have lots of leg hair. I got hairy I just legs. Can't stop. <laughs> I got hairy
0: legs. Yes. And I learned about roaches. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, the thing, you, you know, the thing. <laughs> yeah. Come he's, on, he's man. My, Come on, man. my guy. Yeah. All right. Well, you I'll try tell you and what. translate it. It's a, it's tell you a lot of fun. We had a we had a lot lined up tonight, but as I said, uh, the one guest that we were going to have on, we didn't uh, we didn't end up having him on due to some technical difficulties. We are going to try and sort that out over the weekend. Now we kind of have to go another way because I want to save those topics for when we do get that guest on, and so uh, it's nothing pressing. About that, uh, there's a couple of things that are pressing, but we're going to try and sort that out over the weekend when we have some extra time to to kind of go through and Bruce and I can sit down with him and uh, and try and figure that stuff out. But uh, let's start with uh, GP. Since you're here, let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about vaccines. The UK just approved their Pfizer vaccine extremely mm-hmm. fast, uh, so we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. But Moderna has submitted their vaccine for approval to the FDA, and they say that their trial shows. And I want you to translate this for people, if you could, please, to the average listener out there. Their trial shows 100% efficacy against severe COVID. So to the average person that's reading this, what does this actually mean? They say that in the phase three trial, completing the phase three trial, finding the vaccine was 94.1% effective against COVID-19. But Moderna said that the vaccine was 100% effective at preventing severe cases of the disease mm
2: mm-hmm. i would I, I would actually have to see the report and what they're re- referring to because it could it could be as simple as as its face value just take it by face value is saying that the sev- most like a cytokine storm being in the severest situation that you can be with covid maybe it's reduced that a hundred percent no one actually ended up with that, which is the you know the worst part so I don't know. I would really have to look at the report to truly translate what it's saying.
0: When they say – but I guess to the point there, when they say efficacy, when they say 100% mm-hmm. efficacy, what, what does that actually mean? Because the average person, myself included, really doesn't follow along the lines of what all that includes.
2: Okay. Say there was a 10% chance, 10% chance of you getting a cytokine storm, right? You're, you're uh-huh. having the the worst re- type reaction. Well, 100% means you're not going to – there is – nobody's gotten it it's 100% which i highly doubt because there's never 100% of anything
3: well we spoke about this the other night and, and and we're not we're not scientists we're not experts in this area but the most people who have had that extreme reaction are people who have already got other morbidities and are vulnerable and i highly doubt that the um test group used included anybody who was over the age of 70 with pre-existing conditions, because those sorts of people, they could not risk giving it to them. So that means that within the test numbers, you've only got people who have only experienced mild versions of the virus anyway. So Mm -hmm. yes, it would be 100% efficient, Uh, in preventing severe cases because they didn't test anyone that was likely to get a severe case until they published the numbers with ages and pre-existing morbidities we can't take that number of 100 efficient efficacy that's a really hard word to say (laughs) after three glasses of port Um, oh that was port it looked like jaeger I know. No, <laughs> it, it, it's a Fonseca Porto. Been I was already on him for not 26.
0: drinking out of the right glass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Okay, so because he's drinking a out of, of a, a a tumble, uh, college college school tumbler here. Let's see. No, he'd have a he'd have a he'd have a plastic Solo cup if that was the case.
3: <laughs> it's Solo cup, right? The There's red a song Solo. About that red Solo cup, you pick mm-hmm. me up. I've seen it. Yeah. Yes. Spoken. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And for I his next mind. number,
0: of listeners, he's going to. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Why do you why do you all use those ridiculous red cups at parties? So we can see them. They're cheap. They're cheap. Okay. They cost maybe. Again, uh, what are they what do they, they cost, average? What do they cost, Abbas?
1: It's like two bucks for like fifty.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to, you have to also think they're being bought by students that live off of uh, beer and ramen noodles because they can't
3: afford anything else. Well, but- that's three of your major food groups. It's color coding as well. And right the major, so the major food groups are beer bacon whiskey and lard so you know you, you've got it all now there. i
0: know how now i know how you english live so long yeah. well, the, mm-hmm. it, seriously there's a
4: color coding system like how certain colors are saying i'm single other colors are DTF, other colours are I'm um, in a relationship and you know, so it it helps for um, mingling and parties. Oh, I see. So
2: the power uh, of speech that makes a lot is, is more not, sense it, not now. that important <laughs>
3: just, just let the cup do the talking for you. I mean, 70% of communication is nonverbal, but but now with this introduction of a whole cup language, um, we, we might not wow. need to, to, to speak at all.
0: You know, it's amazing how we can go from vaccines to to drinking and and plastic cups. It's it's phenomenal how we are how we're able to do that.
3: Um, okay, well, so we, we've got five men here who who've lived. I, I think well, that's and we, true. We can talk about anything.
0: Yeah, that that's true. So you guys have approved a vaccine in the UK. Uh, It's actually, it's been, uh, the Pfizer one has been approved. And I want to talk a little bit about that. The question is, is how was it actually approved this fast? It was submitted all of a sudden. I mean, it's just approved, right? But the rest of Europe is saying, "Mm, we might not approve that quite so fast. And of course, the UK is saying that they approved it based on uh, the European vaccine regulations or whatever it was. So they actually took the European way or the European uh, standard for approval of a vaccine, sped it up, and now the Europeans are saying, no, we might not do that. We, we might not go that route.
3: Some people are claiming this, the fact that we've got a vaccine, as, as one of the benefits of Brexit, because we haven't had to abide by the um, layer upon layer of legislation within the EU to, to get it done. I honestly don't know how they've managed to approve it this quick. What I do know is that it's going to be released in 975 application batches. So, so the box that it comes in contains 975 of these individual vaccinations, and it has to be stored at minus 70, 70 Celsius. So there's obviously some very volatile and uh, perishable ingredients inside that virus because it's being done this way it's only going to go to major hospital hubs first not where they say it's actually needed which is inside care homes for the elderly and vulnerable so that's not going to happen immediately it's going to be major hospital hubs where people can go and get vaccinated my sneaky suspicion and cynical mind says that it's being produced and distributed this way so that no one can get hold of one to analyze exactly what's in it. That's the way I feel anyway. and there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter on the on the radio with my old friend James O'Brien from LBC, the utter ass hat. He's now taken this as his hobby horse, and they're calling people anti-vaxxers, like they're associated with the people who didn't want to have their kids vaccinated against measles, mumps, and rubella, and all those other things that we already vaccinate against. But people who have got a reluctance for this vaccine, they are being vilified and demonized no, it was in the media. No, it was common. Now, here's,
0: here's the other thing. Pfizer was also given liability protection by the UK government as well. So, of course, if there's any kind of an adverse reaction or, or anything like that, or someone dies or a bunch of people die or something like that, well, then the company can't be held responsible. Isn't that convenient? And as well, also, we have your uh, your top, uh, one of your top scientists out there uh, over there in, uh, in the UK. He says that Britain, I'm just quoting here, he says that Britain may still need a circuit breaker lockdown in January or February, despite the vaccine having a 95% effective rate. So, yeah, uh, you're getting the same kind of response from guys like Dr. Fauci in the U.S. He says, well, we've got a vaccine, but you're still going to have to wear masks. You're still going to have to social distance, and we may have to continue lockdowns on and off. So what's the point? What is the actual point? We even talked about how they're coming up with these, uh, these 90, 95% numbers. GP explained it, how they're coming up with these numbers. It's a load of bull, how they're presenting this. And so the the mere fact that these companies... Uh, and two of them in particular, Moderna and Novavax, the ones that have researched and produced these vaccines, they've never created a working vaccine ever. They've never had a single vaccine that's ever been approved by the U.S. FDA. So now all of a sudden, they just happen to show up, and they've got a 90 plus percent success rate and a hundred percent efficacy rate, which GP just said that hundred percent efficacy rate isn't even possible. So I, I personally, I find it, uh, I, I find it appalling. I find it criminal. Uh, And I think that uh, if people believe that this is some kind of a um, of a ticket to return to normal, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. These people are drunk on their own power and they're not going to give that up. These people don't want a solution to this, even if there was one that presented itself. And and let's say that it had a 100 percent, a legitimate 100 percent effective rate just for the sake of argument. They don't want it because they don't want to give up the power. Case in point, look what's going on in Los Angeles. Look what's going on in New York. Look what's happening where I'm at. Look what's happening in uh, in the UK. They're not going to give this up. States like Michigan, states like yeah, Ohio, Ohio, Wisconsin, they're starting to lock back down. So even if there was a solution out there for this to actually right this problem, then they wouldn't want it. You've got state legislatures, at least in my state, they're looking to impeach the governor at this point. You've got state legislatures in Michigan that are looking to uh, that are looking to um, impeach Whitmer. We've got state legislatures in other states that are looking to impeach these people and get them thrown out because the people are tired of it. People are tired of Corona. People are tired of the lockdowns. People are tired of of uh, this this election crap that's going on, whether it's legit or not. We're not talking about that today, but people are tired of this. They want it to stop. And I think that's the way that these despots, in my opinion, are behaving. They're just looking to starve people out. That's all they're doing. They're 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 looking to make the situation as desperate as possible, make people miserable, make them dependent on the only thing that they're being told will save them, which is a vaccine. And again, we we know the numbers. We know how they're coming up with these numbers. And so I mean I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm not uh, I, I'm not one of these people. And especially if you look at Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, and George Bush, right? Three past U.S. presidents in the last thirty years. Okay, those three. They've come out and said, oh. Uh, we'll publicly take one of those just to get people behind it. The fact that those three guys are going to go out there and take it tells me that I don't want it. it. It has the opposite effect on someone like me because I don't believe a word that those three idiots say. And more than that, how do you know? How do you know that what they're taking is actually that? How do you know? You're going to get an actual certificate as to uh, as to a certificate of authenticity of what they're actually taking? Of course not. We saw it with uh, with London Mayor Sadiq Khan. Do you remember when I sent you all that? When I sent you that report? from um, uh, from when he was supposed to get the flu jab last year. You remember that? Cap needle. Didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> they don't believe this stuff.
3: Well, that is the problem that we've got, isn't it? It's like the boy who cried wolf. We've heard so much falsehoods and fakery from our political classes in the last 10, 12 years that we don't trust a word they say. At least in my area, a
1: lot of people do not want the vaccine when it becomes available, they think it's been rushed. They don't understand the science, like the efficient. Oh, I can't even say the word. I, I guess I have to go have a few drinks, like Marty. The efficacy. They, um, thank you. Efficacy. To the common person, you know, all these terms and whatnot. Like GP was explaining, they don't quite understand what it means. They feel it's been rushed. They. You know, that lack of trust, as Marty was saying, over the last 10, 15 years, it's slowly been building up. So for a lot of people, it may be available and they may be on the list to get it, but it doesn't necessarily mean they want it, at least yet. A lot of people are like, well, I'm going to wait and see. And actually for uh, GP, I have a question about the distribution. When they talk about negative 70, negative 90, all this dry ice, they're using-
2: Negative seven degrees Celsius? What's that? Negative 90- 94 negative there. 94 yeah 94 Fahrenheit yeah. So that's ridiculous it
1: across okay so h- to different how are you going to administer ice? that
2: into the human body you got you got to warm it up
1: well what happens in transport if they don't maintain that temperature is there what it, what, it, what, it,
2: what it what it tells me is there's well even alive viruses don't multiply by the way it has to have a body to multiply but the um there must be a bacteriological component to it is what it's telling me that's live, that you need to keep it inert. That's what it's telling me. I don't know for sure because I haven't had the uh, fortune of being able to uh, look at this report on it. So it's hard to speculate on anything about it. So it's, it's really hard to give you any kind of answers.
3: Okay, fair can enough. You, can you explain, sorry, GP, can you RNA as opposed mm-hmm. to DNA? What is Half- the difference?
2: You're referring to the, uh, uh, the half of the DNA were, were you, is that what you were trying your recumbent nucleotide? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Hold on. You now no I need a glass of port. Yeah, no you, need, need, you need a glass of port. I need, I need to go, get, I need to go get me a glass of port too. <laughs> because, uh, <they're, laughs> why don't we go ahead and get a, a literal look up on it before I bastardize the definition here, Bruce, Bruce. He's on it. He's on it. Okay. Which one do you want first? Marty?
3: Well, I know what DNA is, but. Do we really? RNA, well. <laughs> Hold
2: on. I got my tinfoil hat on.
3: It's something like dinucleic acid. acid. Acid or something. So, yes. Yeah. But it's
4: R. Uh, dio. let see. Dioribonucleic D- acid? Dioribonucleic di- 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 nucleic dio, nucleic yeah, acid. Something
3: like that. However, yeah. RNA. Now, this vaccine that we're getting is an RNA vaccine, and um, I don't understand what RNA is. So, So RNA is ribonucleic
4: acid. Ribonucleic acid is just a nucleic acid present in all living cells. Its principal role is to act as a messenger carrying instructions from DNA for controlling the synthesis of proteins, Although in some viruses RNA rather than DNA carries the genetic information. So basically, my understanding of what to, to the the vaccine itself, they're programming your cells to identify the targeting receptors of. COVID-19 to basically attack that. That's my understanding of at
3: least one of the vaccines. I don't know if they're all doing that, but one of them does that. In in more common vaccines, as I understand it, you've got live vaccines and inert vaccines. Where you introduce a live vaccine, there is just a small amount of inoculates or, or rather infectious material that the body quickly fights off and then develops and recognizes. Um, just marker your, proteins. Yeah so when you when you've got the dead or inert form of the virus again the same thing happens your immune system learns how to identify these cells attach lymphocytes to it or some sort of cell to it antibodies creates the antibodies and um and fights the virus that way this one actually changes i believe and I'm, i stand by to be corrected this rna type of vaccine actually changes your cells into similar cells to the virus and then your immune system attacks those so it's it's physically changing the cells in your body and and that's the bit i find most frightening
4: that that part i haven't heard as far as the the, the my understanding of at least uh, like i said i don't know what which vaccine does what and exactly what they're trying to do one of the vaccines does a um, it teaches your cells how to identify a certain part of COVID-19, basically. So it' it's a, it's a essentially a virus itself, but it, it's based on CRISPR Tech more or less is my understanding. Go ahead GP?
2: Well, I was trying to think of a way to simplify it, but it, it, anytime you're saying that it's modifying your cells, well modifying your immune response system, that's pretty much what's going on. If you get the flu, You've already got an immune response. So your things are changing in your body anyway. Does it mean all your cells are changing? No, it just means that a portion of your body has decided that, you know, we're going to go out and attack these individual cells or attack these these viruses or attack whatever it may be, this foreign object, including food, by the way, if you really want to get into it. it's eh, So if you want to say it's modifying your body, sure, it is by getting this, by getting immunization.
4: These are new, though. The This is a new procedure, is my understanding. It's not, it's not yeah. a, it's not a... See, that's why I need bi- to read the
2: report. I really need to read it to see really what's going on, because a lot of people will throw around these words, you know, different ideas of what mm-hmm. this is and not really understand what's going on because they'll generalize a term. They'll go, oh, hey, it's RNA. But that's right. not really what this is. Is it, be it becomes fully a fully modified...
0: Point it yeah. becomes a talking point rather and and it becomes mm-hmm. a subject of or a focal point rather of of conspiracy theories rather than mm-hmm. actually researching what's behind it. And that that's what yes. I think you're alluding to, right? Yes, exactly.
3: We have almost daily briefings by sage, which is the advisory body of scientists to the government and Boris will be in the the middle at his dais, and there'll be two scientists either side of them with um, a big screen with lots of slides. They have not explained to any real degree what this Pfizer um, vaccine actually does, what it contains, and how it does it. All we know, as of yesterday, when the announcement came, was it's going to be ready soon. We'll probably start vaccinating within the next 14 days but they're not and, telling you what's in it. And they they're, they're not really telling you what's in it. We know it's an, an RNA vaccine as opposed to more, you know, run of the mill everyday vaccines. If they could just stand there and explain what's in the in in the vaccine and and how it's going to work, that would be great. But they haven't done to 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 my knowledge, and I think it would uh allay a lot of people's fears if they did, but also, if it does contain any matter from embryos, so stem cells, however it's made, made up, there are an awful lot of religions that will simply refuse to take it. Jehovah's Witnesses, for instance, will not have a blood transfusion. They will not have vaccinations. They will not have any kind of transplant surgery or anything like that.
0: So, I think Orthodox Jewish are the same way. I believe. Well, that's a different
2: that's difference because they don't they believe in the healing power of God, yeah,
3: right? Right. over but
2: man's ability to heal or change things.
3: Ab- absolutely, and I understand that belief. I don't one hundred percent hold with it myself, but kind I understand of. their belief. That's kind um, of their belief, but yeah. yeah. But we're, we're, that,
4: that's, a, that's the whole <laughs> theology.
3: But the, the point I'm trying to make is they talked today and yesterday on the government briefings that you will need to have this virus in order to have your freedom pass. basically. You know, they are already saying it. They're already making it very obvious that unless you've had the vaccine, you are not going to um, oh. be allowed to function as normal.
2: I have a question for you. How are they responding to people that have already had
3: it? They will have to be vaccinated as well. Really? Yeah. There's been absolutely – there's a blanket thing. Okay, that's just – that's no. Yeah, no. I'm not. I'm, that's I'm a, not that's absolute. Bad. Because, no. yeah,
2: let's put. So, no. <laughs> and
0: and OK, let's let's look
3: at single vaccine. It's yeah, let's let's look at this. And then another shot. Through oh, the yeah. oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Let, let's look at this. Let, let's look at this. Let's I think we're kind of we're, we're ignoring the elephant in the room here now. And I understand that that this is a I mean, people take precautions and it's very serious to some if they catch it. And I understand. I understand. I'm, I'm I'm very well respecting of that. However, if you're in a situation like most of us are, we're healthy, we take care of ourselves. We've got a 99 points, even by the highest degree number, I think we've got a 99.7% chance of beating this thing. And we're talking about vaccines. We, we shouldn't even be talking about this. This shouldn't even be a discussion. But we're having this this uh, Uh, this talk here about all this stuff. But you talk there about immunity passports. And that's something that's actually come out. And I wanted to I wanted to get to that. Number 10 stops short just ruling or stops just short of ruling out COVID immunity passports, despite saying it's not something that Boris wants to do. But Wales is going to start doing it. They're going to start immunity passports. And so they're going to be required. Yeah, I know, GP. I agree with you on this one. You're over there nodding your head. And I'm, I'm nodding mine, too, even though I'm talking. They fear that, uh, let me see, Wales says people will be issued ID style cards to show they've had a flu vaccine or had a flu vaccine, had a COVID vaccination. (laughs) And they, well, that's what this is, isn't it? Uh Uh, There's no flu anywhere. There's no flu anywhere. The flu, the flu, it's disappeared over here. Influenza hasn't even bothered to show up this year. It's, it's incredible. Fears that pubs and shops could demand proof of vaccination before allowing entry. Qantas Airlines, they're going to start this as well. Can't get on a Qantas airline and fly to Australia or any of their international flights until you've had a vaccination. So now we're going to allow airlines access to your health information. I don't think so. I don't think so. So Downing Street played down the idea of giving people who've had vaccine or vaccines more freedom. Of course, one of your top guys came out publicly and said, well, we might still have to do all the things we're doing now, even after vaccines. Well, then what's the point? It's a simple question. What's the point? If this is not a solution, well, then why take it? Why take it. Uh, the dodging came as it emerged that people in Wales are to receive an ID style card to show they've been vaccinated for coronavirus. Health Minister Vaughn Gething revealed the move as he hailed the news that the Pfizer jabs have been approved by UK regulators. Cards will include the date of immunization with the labor run Welsh government insisting it will su- serve as a reminder about when individuals need a second dose. To- oh, see. It's just a simple reminder. Well, we don't want you to lose track of that. However, they sparked an immediate backlash with fears of an authoritarian crackdown. Of course it is. As pubs and other shops and public venues will demand to see uh, proof before people are given access. All that you're going to do, just my opinion, and you guys are welcome to weigh in on this one. All this is going to do, this is going to split society. You're going to reintroduce a two-class system on this. That's all you're going to do. You're going to split people. You're going to have vaccinated, unvaccinated, and then you're going to turn one against the other. It's being used as a tool of division. Again, just my opinion.
3: Well, it it is being used as a tilde division. Sorry. Yeah, after you, my dear fellow.
1: I was just going to say there was some information that was kicking around a couple of weeks ago. Certain states were going to print forms for proof of vaccination because of interstate travel, date of vaccination, the type of vaccine you got, and the chain of cold, as they call it, for the super dry ice must be kept in cold for proof of the fact that it was properly transported and handled without breaking the chain of cold. That only disappeared, and you don't hear about that anymore. So is it still on the table in the U.S.? I do not know. It worries me a little, like you were saying, gentlemen, about the haves to have nots. I'm sorry, you can't travel. You don't have the form. Wait, what? I live in one state. I work in another state. I would have to have it. How's that going
0: pa- It's papers, please. We fought wars to stop this. It violates the Constitution, though. The, the, they don't care about that we
4: at have, this point. Well, no, they don't. I mean, really, mandating Who's vaccines. They? Is, Give me a name. Give me a name. Who's they? Uh, governments. Governments? Uh, whoever's going to be mandating the vaccine and doing the, uh, uh, whoever's going to institute the required Freedom Pass or Kobe Pass or whatever. They're all it, the. Yeah. So we, they're the problems. But here in the States, you, you can't restrict interstate travel. Can't do it. That, that's in, that's unconstitutional.
3: I I know for a fact that in the UAE, there's been checks on every border between emirates because a lot of people live in one emirate and work in another, just the same as states. Obviously, they're a lot smaller. But, and and I I saw a friend post on Facebook, vaccination done, and they were issued with a pass. So I, I'm not certain because I haven't asked the question. That may have just been a flu vaccine, but they, they are having border checks to make sure people are are symptom-free and have got a pass that says, I was tested X amount of days ago. Mm. So, you know, that they, they were doing it already before the vaccine. They were doing it with testing. If you've mm. got a, a an in-date test certificate, then you could travel. Uh, and it, it really is papers, please, as Johnny says. Can you,
2: are they doing the temperature checks where you are?
3: Uh, for for me if i have to go into my workplace then Mm. yes i'm okay look
2: what look what the
3: percentage
2: of people bruce this is one for you this is something i found fascinating on just a casual
0: read is what percentage of people actually have a temperature when they have the virus casual read we already know gp that 80 plus percent of these people that actually contract coronavirus are asymptomatic yes so why would you spike a fever if you're asymptomatic? You wouldn't. Obviously, you're asymptomatic. Yeah, you have yeah. no symptoms.
2: Yeah, and the most common symptoms are loss of sense of smell, taste, uh cough, yeah. you know, but the fever is almost non-existent. So why are we testing for non testing with the testing everybody's temperature? Um, It's about probably as effectual as a mask. I mean, uh, as, sorry, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Uh, that was an accident. I I didn't, uh, I mean, you dropped
0: dropped your piece of toilet paper off your nose there. Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The
4: CDC is saying if you're, um, if you have the infection, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, you're not asymptomatic, but Mm -hmm. you actually are infected. According to the CDC,
3: 83 to 99% of people have fever. It that uh, if they if they are symptomatic, but you can have this and be asymptomatic Eight, yes. 80 plus percent or still means you're not able to. Yeah. The vast um, majority
2: yeah. of the populace that has that has con- that has contracted it is not going to show signs and it's not going to have a fever. And the fever is a very short period of time. So if you're looking yeah. at the window, it's so small. I mean, I it's, about, it's a needle in the haystack guys.
0: scenario. I don't know about you guys, but every time I spike a fever, I go out. I mean, you know. I, I Oh, me too. I'm, I'm out in public. Every, every time I spike a mm. fever, I'm like, oh, man, I'm spiking a fever. I'm going to go out in public today. I, I'm going to go get on an airplane and, and fly halfway around the world. If I ever have a fever, I have fatigue usually
4: as well with it. Yeah, and, and I go to I'm bed. I'm not going out. I'm going to sleep, man. Exactly. Sleep going out.
2: Somewhere. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> how many people reading? don't know they have a fever? Oh, my God. I didn't know I had 104 fever. I, <laughs> I, just, I am so shocked that thankfully you caught me at the desk before I went in the supermarket. I am so, so happy. Thank you. For small print.
4: Small print. OK. Mm-hmm. CDC. The little asterisks you need to read on the fever. That's the
2: part where I, um, I, w- I was having a good time. Yeah.
4: The CDC says the study of 1099 hospital, hospitalized patients, hospitalized. Mm-hmm. That's a small fraction of the people that actually get COVID-19. Okay. Only 44% of those that were admitted had a temperature when admitted. Mm-hmm. So the rest, now they, they did clarify and say up to 89% of those later developed a fever some sometime during the hospitalization period. So basically what, the, what they're saying is, is exactly what you just said, GP. The, the, the window of which you have a fever is very small. Mm-hmm. And the chances of you having a fever really depends on whether or not you're asymptomatic.
2: Well, there's also the their, their, their way they did the study in the hospitals. They also didn't attribute anything to nosocomial infections, which are hospital-related infections that you can get. Like, like say, it's kind of crazy. It's going to sound crazy. You have a higher chance of getting the flu
0: in a hospital. I, I want to ask a serious question here. And <laughs> I know we've we've cut. No, no, no. It, it's relevant conversation. We've kind of drifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. But here's here's to my to the bigger point, back to this um, immunity passport thing. Marty, in your humble opinion, are people going to be
3: accepting of this? Yes. Yes, they are. And um, that's because the project of fear has has worked people are very very nervous. Bruce was telling us earlier on about someone he just came into contact with who is extremely germophobic and people have become more and more like it. And the absolute job the media have done on this has convinced everybody that, you know, it's absolutely necessary to have the um have the vaccine and if you don't have it you you're a bad person and you don't care about anybody else. No, but I hear, I hear every day uh, of, of people who are absolutely scared witless by coronavirus, and yet I see no evidence of people dropping in the streets. I know of absolutely no one that has died from the disease. We know so people that have had
0: it. 100%. You and I yeah. both know people that have had it. Yeah, sure. Which I spoke to that individual cool. uh, just yesterday. And an interesting thing he told me, uh, he's made a full recovery. He's uh, Although his uh, his physician advised him to be off for another two weeks, uh, just as precautionary because because of a uh, cardiopulmonary issue. But he did say one thing. He did say that he spoke directly to the mayor of his fine city. And the mayor of his fine city said to him that the city would be 100% open by the 16th of december even though right now it's currently at a tier three
3: yeah but that's the that's the um the plan behind this current lockdown and the tier system is so that for christmas um cities uh will be free and open but you know that it, it makes it makes absolutely no sense to me anyway that um they're, they're quite prepared to let everything open up a hospitality industry to to make its money because it's been hit harder and harder and harder each time and there's then been slam a slam it shut after the new year and then slam it shut again uh and it's these slam shuts that are
0: gonna kill the businesses i want to jump over to uh to an nhs worker do you remember the uh the video that went viral of uh the nhs worker in the early days it was a young young lady she uh she said that um uh, she, well, she she was she was given her our COVID uh, certificate or whatever for doing a great job or something like that. And she says we've got empty hospitals. What what am I getting an award for? This is crazy. And so she quit her job. Uh, she called a load of uh, she called it a load of uh, bollocks, I believe is
3: what you say. That is the correct scientific term. Yes, bollocks. This is what surprised me about what Tavish said earlier on that they're setting up field hospitals and and so on. Have you seen that with your own eyes, my friend? Yes, I have. So you've seen the field hospitals. Are they full? The one I saw the other day,
1: they will have approximately 50 patients by the end of the week. Then you have the ones that the National Guards have set up in New York, Rhode Island. Massachusetts is considering whether they should open one up or not due to the um, occupancy limitations of the current hospitals available. But they are there. They They may not all be used yet. But some of them are being used for overflow patients. In some cases, they're taking the, I don't want to say the normal sick people, but the people that don't necessarily have COVID, they're shipping them to the field hospitals so the hospital itself can keep the COVID patients. That's my understanding of what I've been seeing so far, at least in my neck of the woods. I can't speak for all over.
3: Because here in the UK, they built two what we called Nightingale Hospitals. Florence Nightingale was a, a British nurse from the First World War um, who was really the pioneer for infection control within hospitals. These Nightingale Hospitals were 4,000 beds each, and they were supposed to be there ready to um, to cope with the, the inundation of, uh, of of COVID patients so that the National Health Service wasn't overwhelmed. Now, they treated, I think, 11 patients in total in the time that they were running at, or rather operating at full capacity. They treated 11 patients. And, and at the moment in time, the media are being allowed to fudge the figures a little bit when they report that our intensive care units and our COVID wings are at capacity that's because it's not the whole hospital it's a small ward of about 20 beds in a a normal sized hospital and they might have 12 patients so we're we're being told that we're we're being overwhelmed and inundated with you know casualties of of covid but uh, that really isn't the case
2: I wanted to go in on what he was saying about the hospital being overrun. Okay, this this is a question I'm gonna to give to all of you here. As a hospital administrator, I wanna let you know I'm not me as a hospital administrator, but I'm saying if you are a hospital say, administrator do you, cha-
0: you change professions, GP?
2: No, I, I no,
0: I would never, never GP, curse that job GP, on anybody. GP, I hate. You you're supposed to say that without wearing your your lab coat and your stethoscope. Oh,
2: right yes.
0: <laughs> take your I take your ID off your, your your lapel as well.
2: Yeah, take my badge off. Get my badge off. Right. No, if if all of you were administrators, and here's the thing, flu season is coming up. 80% of the population that's going to have the flu, we're just taking simple numbers here, 80% of the people that are going to have the flu may or may not have come up with, will come up positive on COVID-19, will come up positive. Even though they're asymptomatic COVID, they still are going to have the flu. How are you going to determine where they're going to be sent? Because you're going to have every single person that gets the flu. Remember now, every storm. single person is going to be going in there. It's going to be a media storm. But here's the thing. It's, as a, If you're working in the hospital and you're having to triage these patients, if if they're these people are going to go, oh, my God, I have a cough. Oh, my God, I have a fever. I have COVID. And they're going to go to the hospitals. This is their biggest fear. So what are you going to do as a hospital administrator? What are you going to, how are you going to determine, you're going to want to have extra beds because all these crazy people, not crazy people, um, please forgive me. These people that are concerned about their
0: health, hysterical,
2: hysterical, hysterical people are going to go into the hospital and they are going to overrun them. It is a likely, I, I see that scenario. Don't you?
3: Yeah. If, if it wasn't for the fact that the hospitals are set up to cope with flu because you don't have to be isolated with flu. But with COVID, you do have to be isolated.
2: But if you have COVID, which a good portion of the population will, because like here where I am, almost everyone's testing positive. That's probably the, uh, that's probably the reason for our lockdown, because almost everyone is showing up positive and uh, asymptomatic. But you get the flu. How are you going to triage that? Are you going to say that they're, these are COVID symptoms and they're contagious or this is a flu? We can
1: do. I know early on. For some of the uh, civic centers or whatnot, they were converted into field hospitals. They did not use them early on, say um, early spring, late spring, so on and so forth. With the numbers that have been popping now, the hospital, in terms of overall capacity, is being stretched to the limit, especially in rural areas, where it might be a medical clinic rather than a hospital. So some of the buildings now they aren't as large as yours, Marty. Um, Most of them are usually 200 to maybe 500. Ah, uh, bed capacity. They are starting to move patients into that, but I also see what GP is saying is like, well, is it COVID? Is it the flu? You know, and I also understand what you were saying, Marty, about you have to isolate COVID, but you don't necessarily have to isolate flu. So it's it's one of those catch twenty twos. Well, what yeah, do, you no, do? No, I, do we isolate? Not I, isolate. Go ahead, sir. I think.
3: Yeah, sorry. I think your point, GP, was that the testing for COVID will show a coronavirus, and mm-hmm. most, most, not all, but most colds and flus are indeed coronaviruses. So, well, they've got a little bit better on determining which one is which, but that's yeah, it, certainly it. in the early in the early days. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a number, uh, probably something like two thirds, mm-hmm. false positives. Or no, one third false positive. So something like that anyway. So it was it was a high proportion of false positives because the person might have had a cold or or something in their system still. And the test shows that coronavirus being present. And so that's it. Away you go into isolation. Um, if you didn't need to be hospitalized, you were sent home to self-isolate for two weeks. And <laughs> It 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 makes me wonder about that the the cruise ships in um I can't remember where it was now it's awful Japan but Japan Yokohama, Japan. Japan in in, in, in Japan we're talking about the Diamond, yeah. Diamond Prince the Diamond sorry. yeah yeah, yeah. lots of people how, how many people actually died on there I think probably two. because I think two
0: and they were I believe they were well over the uh, the pension age I I believe they were yeah. in there. Yeah, let's 80s. face it. it. I could be wrong. It,
3: it's only people who have got fat pensions and loads of time that can afford to go on cruises. So um, I actually,
0: I know a guy who was on that, uh, was on that exact cruise ship in that exact port about two months prior to that. And guess where he was from? He was from Wales. He's from Cardiff. Oh. Uh, well, uh, fourteen, by the way, is the official number
3: fourteen of deaths. Fourteen. I I think that's quite high. Fourteen and of. I, uh,
4: 712 cases but again those are the older populations typically
3: yeah so you've got a load of uh more elderly people in close confinement not being allowed off for treatment i don't know how many ventilators they had on the on the ship itself probably ventilators zero.
2: equal death ventilators were horrible um yeah i'll give you I'll give the CPAP you a, a, is way better. Yeah. I'll give you a quick one. That's rundown that's what they put the Boris ages. on, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh really?
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
4: Quick rundown on the ages. Um there were the the youngest was 60 years old from Hong Kong. Um, the rest, 70s, 80s, 84, 87, all well older. They're all in that age range where it's most severe.
2: Because but what you have to look at is the time of infection versus time of death. Did they include like three months later somebody died and said it was COVID?
3: No, I think these all happened in a short space of time. And I think it's probably- Because people that
2: are positive today, if they die anytime in the future because they have the antibodies, they are considered a COVID death.
3: Oh, yeah. Because the, the figures here in the UK range anything from 59,000 deaths- uh, to mm. 75,000. But even then, when you divide that by the number of cases, that figure that Johnny quoted earlier on means you've got a 99.7 survival rate for, for from a COVID all infection.
0: Age, that's an average across all age groups, by the way, all demographics. And, and,
2: and the number is getting even better because if, as the more we're testing, we're finding more and more people are positive. Because the number of people dying, we already know. That's a, that's a pretty... It's pretty stagnant, constant, yeah. and, it's, and it's me, dropping. That's a
0: word. By the way, and it's dropping. And it's, comparatively
2: speaking, yes, but as we test more, it seems we're getting more and more and more, more positives. With that, we're showing that the numbers, the ninety-nine point seven, is going to be ninety-nine point nine 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 here in any time soon. Especially after they come out with a saline solution vaccine. I mean, this really RNA whatever <laughs> yeah. vaccine that they're <laughs> going to be pushing.
3: GP, you may know this off the top of your head, mm-hmm. but survival rates for dengue fever. Survival. Oh no!
2: But I I know it's not as uh as, it's 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 not good. But go ahead.
3: <laughs> it's not it's it's not ninety nine point seven, is it? It's no it's no, we're on the eighty eighty nine ninety one yeah. somewhere in um, there. So. And and these things that we are striving to vaccinate against and have been vaccinating against for long periods of time used to kill people, but they used to kill people at a faster rate than a survival rate of ninety nine point seven. And that's why they needed to be vaccinated against. I personally don't think this needs to be vaccinated against.
2: Don't you care about the point three percent? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that argument. You just
2: want people to die. That, Is yeah, that, that What argument. it's about for you? You know, I, well, honestly,
0: we're looking at we're we're, forge- what, we're also why forgetting. Why doesn't
2: the risk groups take the vaccine and not everybody else? If you are not in that risk group, why do you have to be vaccinated? Or if you've
0: already had it. Why do you have to be yes, vaccinated? Yes, especially if you've already had it.
3: But here's here's the biggie. They don't actually know if um, having the vaccine stops you transmitting it to others. Because if you've had the vaccine and you're immune and you get another big dose of inoculants um, mm-hmm. and you go spreading it around, they, they don't know if being vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine anyway, if it prevents um reinfection to other people well there's other ways of also reinfecting people without even carrying the virus which is
2: just being a transport yourself take your hands put it all over some countertop with a whole bunch of the virus there and then they say okay it dies instantly in sunlight but they're trying to keep us all indoors at all times so i don't know but you transported that to from house to house wouldn't that continue the process
3: yeah just a
2: <laughs> quick
4: uh, clarification on it um it's not reinfection, it would be infection because um reinfection the the percent chance of you getting reinfected is 4. Now I don't mean 4% or 4 no, literally there's only 4 cases of people being reinfected globally, 4. So but that's because
0: assume. of a
2: possible false positive from prior. By the way, exactly. two of those two of because. those
0: were done intentionally for research purposes. Okay, so they were infected and then reinfected. Okay. Hmm.
2: At what level or what dosage were they reinfected? I mean, oh. were they like, hey, drink this cup of virus? <laughs> they they directly injected themselves with it. So I don't I, know obviously. How much.
3: I heard Bruce and Johnny talking about the drones to clean airports the other day. Yep. You were you were talking about that. UV drones. Now, yeah. it, if the virus dies in sunlight, why have these drones got to have a type of UV that can blind you if you're not wearing the right PPE to be effective inside inside the hospital? Uh, in you know, as a, as a cleaning tool, that didn't seem to make sense to me when I, when I listened to you guys talking about it the other day. But yeah, we don't know if the vaccine will stop you from infecting somebody else. If you're carrying the virus and are asymptomatic because your body can adequately fight off the infection, but you're still infectious, they don't know if that actually will happen yet because they they haven't done the extensive testing. And going back to a point we made earlier on, and I was so pleased, the listener won't have have, have, have realised this, but GP was nodding and approving when I was, no, it was, it was um, when you you were going yes yes you were pointing at me and saying yes and I couldn't remember what it was about.
0: I want to say that uh, it was it had something to do with the fact that you um, that they said that you were gonna uh, vaccinate even if someone had already been infected and you said that there was really no point to do it that that would be that would have been yes
3: yeah. To win that yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah that's true
2: yeah also what about the people that are immune they found that there's a population of, of human beings that are immune to it they actually don't get it
3: yeah. Uh, they're not pushing you, that. You, how, how do you
2: vaccinate somebody like that?
3: No, it's impossible.
2: <laughs> exactly. We're we're all going to die from COVID. It's
4: impossible. That can't.
0: Right, 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 right. OK, here's here's another here's another aspect that we're kind of ignoring. And I know that, Bruce, you and I've been talking about this for the last couple of days. The hypocrisy of these politicians in the face of all this. They're out there going to dinner, having big lavish parties, jetting off to Hawaii to luxury resorts to have their conferences from California, an LA County supervisor ordered outdoor dining to be closed down the next day. Three hours later, she's out at an Italian restaurant in Santa Monica having dinner. Of course, California Governor Gavin Newsom at the French Laundry.
3: Did she say I made a bad mistake?
0: Is that, is uh, that no, that was that? no, that was uh, California Governor That's, Gavin Newsom. I made a bad mistake. Oh, right. I, yeah, 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 yeah. That was him. So yeah, he, I mean, when when he makes a mistake, I mean, he he owns. Up I made a bad mistake. See, he owns up to it. He he owns up to it. So all is so forgiven. He uh, he goes out to the French Laundry, has dinner, but you're not allowed to go out and have dinner. San Francisco Mayor London Breed, she was caught the day after Gavin Newsom was caught at the French Laundry. Out, Bruce. What are you laughing at? The name. Uh, that London is breed.
4: Un, un, unfortunate, uh, unfortunate naming there. Uh, I would the, not want to uh, go through school with that name.
0: Right. The mayor of Austin, Texas, I learned today, the mayor of Austin, Texas was caught down at a uh, at a big family wedding in Mexico and was caught giving. And and of course, he had to make a public statement. And what does he do? Makes a public statement from his laptop virtually, of course, and the cameras conveniently turned away from the window in his luxury resort where he's staying. So see, my point is, is that the hypocrisy of these people, I mean, it's real. It's real. These are the ones that are out there wrecking society, and yet they're flaunting it in front of everybody. New York City, all of the uh, all of the uh, the political class were out having this big lavish birthday party for everybody. Bruce you and I saw the photos of that. Must have been 30, 40 people there at that. Oh, it's fine. No, it's fine. Rubbing elbows with each other, no masks, no social distancing. Governor Phil Murphy, New Jersey, out at a restaurant with his entire family, no mask. I uh, see they don't care about any of this stuff. While he's telling restaurants they got to shut down, they're shutting churches down. Oh, but see the uh uh, the strip clubs and the liquor stores and the weed dispensaries, all those are still open. Those are essential. Can't go to church. Can't practice your religion. Can't practice your faith, whatever that is. But yet all of these other things are open. All of these politicians can go out and and live like this. You have to be elected to office to live a normal life. That's what it seems like. And yet these people are going to come out now and say, oh, uh, we have we have a vaccination. As a matter of fact, uh, what's his name? Uh, your uh, Matt Hancock, your uh, your health minister, I believe, in the UK, he has come out, and his exact quote is, "Don't worry, help has arrived, and it's on the way." Speaking of a vaccine, so again, they make it seem like this is your only saving grace. Yet they have no problem going out and and partying and and having dinner and and being out in public, and I mean, they have no problem with this. But yet, everybody else, right? We have to be. We have to be thrown into uh, into the wood chipper, if you will. We have to be thrown into the uh, into the deep end of the pool uh, and hope we can tread water. And so the, the hypocrisy alone on the face of it, in my opinion, is what makes this whole thing, vaccine or no vaccine, makes it irrelevant, makes it irrelevant, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, because I, I, think, I think the simplest de- definition of hypocrisy is do as I say and not as I do. And hasn't that become the way for politicians, the whole political class? they are uh, well polyamorous they they are lying and then just saying sorry but keeping their jobs they haven't got the 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 integrity to resign they they are the most hypocritical people that've probably ever walked the face of the earth and it's this it's it's not just the UK it's the US it's all of Europe these politicians are a class of their own and they are mass-produced, and they think they are above the law. Um, And you see it time and time again. Our dear leader, Boris Johnson, prolific pram filler, loves the taste of wedding cake. He's been married that many times, and he lies. He lies all the time. Now, I voted for him in the last election, but that was on the grounds of getting us out of the EU. And I firmly believe that Brexit has been an advantage to to the um to the UK and also as far as this world reset is concerned you know the great reset it's a thorn in their side because if the UK was still inside the EU then the changes would have been made at EU parliament and commission level and they would have applied to all of us so it it would have made things easier for, for the Great Reset to, to to achieve its aims.
0: And it's a shame we didn't get a chance to talk about that this evening. We are out of time, so we are going to have to go. But uh, it's a shame because I wanted to discuss something that, that the World Economic Forum has just announced. They say that um, we could talk about this the next time you come back on first of the week, I'm assuming. Uh, World Economic Forum encourages people to eat weeds and drink sewage. So Yeah, I saw that today. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, Uh, that just shows how much they care about you. So uh, we're going to have to uh, wait and discuss that on... uh First part of the week, so we'll be sure and hold that. But for those of you who have not, and you'd like to, please do give us a follow on the social media platform of Parlor. Love getting all of your likes, your echoes, your comments, and your feedbacks. You can follow me over there at Jay Anderson Three, or you can follow Marty at Marty Foster. Also, if you want to reach out to us and you don't want to do it on social media, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips@dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known as associates. We are trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, but we need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce, Marty, GP, and Tavish, thank you guys for your time tonight.
3: Thanks, guys. Uh, A pleasure as always. um, And I'll hope to see
0: you early next week. And of course, as today's Friday, we will not be here tomorrow and Sunday. However, we will be back first thing on Monday. Everyone, have a great weekend.